In our text here, we have Moses, it's his swan song. Deuteronomy is about to end. Moses at age 120 is about to die. And he's just rejoicing in the blessings of God. And he's kind of just going off here, but we don't have time to look at it all. But he says this in verse 4 of God. He says, he is the, notice capital R, rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. And then notice this, a God of truth. And without iniquity, just and right is he. Folks, we need truth. Where can we find truth? Well, there's really four sources, if you will, of of truth or even truth so-called. Let's take a look at them. The Bible says that the gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation. Welcome to Pulpit Power, featuring Pastor Tony Skeving, Senior Pastor of Fargo Baptist Church in Fargo, North Dakota. Today's message was previously preached before a church audience. And now, here's Pastor Skeving. Let's take our Bibles, please, at this time and turn to the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy and the 32nd chapter, Deuteronomy chapter 32. We've been in a series here entitled, What is God Like? What is God like? Well, God is truth. God is truth. You say, no, you mean God is truthful. Well, He's truthful, but He's more than that. He is the actual source of truth. He is the well. He is the fountain. He is where truth comes from, kind of like heat and light come from the sun. Truth comes from God. This universe would know no truth except it were for God. Now, hang on as we talk about a God of truth today. Beginning in Deuteronomy 32 and verse 1, It says, Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak, and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain, my speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass, because I will publish the name of the Lord. Ascribe ye greatness unto our God. He is the rock. His way is perfect. For all his ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. What is God like? He is truth. God is truth. Let's talk about it, but let's ask the Lord to bless first, shall we? Father, we ask you, dear Lord, now to speak to our hearts today. Show thyself as the source of truth in a world of error. Father, a source of light in a world of blackness. Father, we just pray now that we could see how important it is that we understand the truth As we go through this life, we pray now and ask it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. What is God like? We've been talking about that. We've been talking about His love, His justice, His mercy, and His immutability. It's important that we understand what God is like. Otherwise, we concoct a God of our own imagination. In the second commandment, God says, Thou shalt not make any graven image or a god of your own imagination. It's the darling sin of humanity. We live in a world of people who want a God that suits their lifestyle. And unless we really understand what God is like, we're going to continue on in even worse pagan behavior than we have right now. And we are going to chase the gods of pleasure and the gods of sex and the gods of entertainment and money and the gods of this world. We don't need any worse pagan living than we already have in our society. We read in Romans 1.18 that the wrath of God 
is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. You know what that means? It means they know better. They hold the truth, but they do it in unrighteousness. They still insist on living like heathen when that, that knowledge of God is available. Because our God is not a God who is aloof and stands afar off with arms folded and a glare on His face. No, He is a God who has revealed Himself. And He wants us to know Him. It all starts with the fact that He is the Creator of everything. Boy, Darwin's done a number on people. It just gets worse and worse as we reap that folly. But we have a God who did create everything. Society says it all evolved. It's, it's part of the lie. But God created everything, and that means it's all His, and that He sets the standard, He sets the rules. He is the bearer of truth. We read this in Psalm 24, 1, that the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. So, you're His, and everything you see is His. That's the first tidbit of truth, if you will. God made it all. So in light of that, He sets the standard. He sets what's right or what's wrong, what is error or what is truth. In our text here, we have Moses. It's his swan song. Deuteronomy is about to end. Moses at age 120 is about to die. And he's just rejoicing in the blessings of God. And he's kind of just going off here. But we don't have time to look at it all. But he says this in verse 4 of God. He says, He is the, notice capital R, rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. And then notice this, a God of truth. And without iniquity, just and right is He. Folks, we need truth. Where can we find truth? Well, there's really four sources, if you will, of of truth or even truth so-called. Let's take a look at them. First of all, you can look for truth in defective self. Defective self. Many years ago, there was a group brother and sister group, singing group by the name of the Carpenters. And some of you would, would remember the Carpenters. They had some big hits. We've, we've only just begun and, and uh, closer to you and, and I'm on, on top of the world and rainy days and Mondays. Boy, I'm telling you, in the early, early 70s, they, they just could do no wrong. It was a brother and sister duet, really, Karen and Richard Carpenter. When Karen Carpenter was just starting out and getting famous, She weighed about 145 pounds, but when she looked in the mirror, she didn't like what she saw. So she dropped down to 130, and then 115, and then 97 pounds, and 91 pounds. This was back before the days, really, of of eating disorders and anorexia, and they didn't know much about this, but, but they became very, very alarmed. And they told her, stop, stop dieting. She said, no, I'm overweight, I'm heavy. And, and she continued to go down into 80-some pounds. And, and finally, at age 32, she crossed that point of no return and she died. Her mind was telling her she was overweight. You know, not all lies are that obvious. There are much more subtle ones. But folks, we have a defective heart. We are what I call defective self, believing a lie. Subtle lies even. There's a preacher I know by the name of of Mike Hayes. Richard M. Hayes, I think, is one of the greatest counselors I know. And he said most counseling is just a matter of disarming the lie. People come in, they're believing something that really isn't so. 
Their heart is lying to them. And he said, I've got to take the word of God and show them that this is a lie. Most counseling, biblical counseling, is really just exposing the lie. You know, we need to stop following our hearts. The Bible says in James 1.14 that every man is tempted when he is drawn away, notice this, of his own lust and enticed. Drawn away of his own lust and enticed. The bottom line, folks, is we are defunct. (laughs) We are depraved. We are double-minded. We are deceived. Look, if you would, in Jeremiah chapter 10. One of the most things, dangerous things that you could listen to is your heart. Remember Jiminy Cricket? And always let your conscience be your guide. Well, there's a danger there (laughs) because your conscience could be seared. (laughs) It, It could be defiled. It could be dead. Those are all biblical words, by the way, for the conscience. Your conscience could be way off. Notice here in Jeremiah 10, verse 23, if you would. O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself, It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. Here's man, he's walking to and fro, he's going all about him, his business on the earth here, but the the way, the right way, the orthodox way, is not from within. Notice what the prophet says, O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself, it is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. We really don't know what we're doing quite often. You've heard the old expression, love is blind. You know, the Bible says that you should not be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. But the old heart just says, no, I know this is right. I know this is what I should do. But the truth of God's Word says otherwise. Yeah, love can be blind. In fact, look in Jeremiah 17, if you would. Here's what the Bible has to say about the heart in a very, very familiar verse, verse 9. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Folks, no truth there. (laughs) The heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked. Who can know it? You say, well, I don't believe that, Pastor. I I believe that man is, is basically good. Is he? Well, if you drop down God's Ten Commandments and you line up your life with it, have you ever desired something above God? A relationship? Materialism? A business? God says, don't put any other gods before me. Have you ever taken His name in vain? Have you ever dishonored His day? Have you ever dishonored your parents? Have you ever hated somebody? Have you ever lusted after the opposite sex? Ever taken anything that wasn't yours? Ever told a lie? Ever coveted after something else? Folks, we just dropped down God's Ten Commandments and we are a mess. The Bible says in Psalm 51.5, the psalmist says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. He's talking here about being formed in the womb, shapen in iniquity. But you know, let's go back nine months earlier. I was conceived, he said, a sinner. We are born a sinner. That's the reason you have trouble down at work. That is the reason you have clashes in your neighborhood or with your relatives or even here within a church. Personality clashes are really the result of our sin nature. We are sinners. The reason your children don't obey, the reason your children take things they shouldn't take, the reason they sass back, 
The reason they're selfish with their toys, did you teach him to do any of those things? You say, are you crazy? You didn't have to teach him, did you? Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. You ever lazy? Are you ever selfish? Do you ever get offended? Do you ever have a double standard or do something hypocritical? You ever judgmental? Do you ever use people? Do you ever manipulate people? Are you ever stingy? Are you ever unforgiving? Are you ever ungrateful? Are you ever prideful? How about being unreliable? Lost that temper any time this last week? Maybe uh, impure thoughts? Maybe stubbornness? Do we really doubt what the psalmist is saying? We were shapen in iniquity and in sin... We were born a sinner. You know, Paul in Romans chapter 7 is, is struggling with this. He's saying, the things I should do, I don't. The things I shouldn't do, I, I do. And he says, oh, wretched man that I am. And he goes on and he calls himself the chiefest of sinners. Where does that put us? <laughs> we go astray from the womb, speaking lies. We have defective self. Galatians 6.3 says, if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing... He deceiveth himself. We are sinners. We believe anything else. We're believing a lie. I could, I could talk all day about our carnality. It was put this way in Job chapter 15 and verse 14. What is man? That he should be clean? The heavens are not clean in God's sight. How much more abominable and filthy is man which drinketh iniquity like water? The Bible just tells it the way it is. You say, well, I, I resent that, Pastor. You know, perhaps the, the worst deception is self-righteousness. <laughs> when we think we're not that bad. We say, I don't like being called a sinner. Well, 1 John 1.8 says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. We have a sin problem. You won't find truth within. Self is defective. Defective self. You say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find myself. I, I, I'm looking within. Don't expect any truth from within. In fact, Jesus said in Mark 7.21, from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. Quite a resume, isn't it? And this is Christ talking here. This isn't me talking. I look at that and I go, yikes, good night. But that's what we have in the human heart. It doesn't say anything about truth there. We read this in Proverbs 28, 26. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. So please, 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 don't seek truth from within. You could make some, some industrial strength mistakes. My wife will tell you, I, I, when I make big decisions, I make them with fear and trembling because I only want what God wants. Where is truth? Well, is it in defective self? No. Secondly, is it in dishonest society? Dishonest society. Somebody said that a lie will travel halfway around the world while, while the truth is just putting its sneakers on. How true is that? Let me take you back about 2,000 years to Jerusalem, to the, the palace of Antonia, where Pontius Pilate is, is residing over a, a trial to be. He has the accused in before him named Jesus of Nazareth. He is inquiring and questioning the Son of God there. 
Jesus says something, and we read about in John 18, 37. He says, For this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. And Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? I don't know if he was being sarcastic. I don't know if he was being sincere. But I'm telling you, he asked the $64,000 question there, didn't he? What is truth? (laughs) Where is truth? Do you find it in religion today? Um, If that were the case, there are hundreds and hundreds of various religions out there, and not all of them can be the truth. The devil's a busy devil, by the way, isn't he? So you can't find it in religion. By the way, you can have a ton of religion and not an ounce of salvation. You say, well, pastor, can I find it in the media? I I sit home, I listen to the news, and and I I listen to the, the nightly anchor there telling me that it's like this and this and this. Can I believe the media? Are you kidding? You talk about truth decay. <laughs> there it is, brother. You know, I've got a, a preacher friend, Dr. Larry Clayton, who's a, he's going to be 80 next year. We were just talking this last week. He said, for years, I haven't gotten my news from anywhere stateside. He said, I always listen to foreign news about the U.S. He said, you would be shocked by what you're not hearing here. You're not going to hear it here. Why? Well, mainstream media likes to tell you how to think. Did you know that? And so you're going to listen to their agenda. It's going to be embellished. It's going to be made spectacular. And then on the national level, the battleground for truth really is within politics. Boy, that's a good one to to follow and all the talking heads at night on, on TV saying how it is and going back and forth with their opinions. Let's face it. We have a dishonest society. You're not going to find truth there. You say, well, Pastor, what about the entertainment industry? You know, the the big screen, the silver screen. Well, they have an agenda as well. You watch a movie and quite often you are being indoctrinated. You should read some of the quotes of the actors. You should read some of the quotes of the directors and the producers and the owners and the writers. There is a brainwashing taking place and people don't even know it. They're being sold a bill of goods. You say, well, Pastor, what about the, the music industry? Are you kidding You talk about a bunch of hooey there that you can get lies about and actually believe it. You know, our society has a whole bunch of lies. Let me give you a few of them. Here's one. Beauty is most important. Beauty is most important. Is it really? What about character? You say, well, uh, here's another one. Money is most important. Are you kidding? The Bible has more to say about that than anything. You say, well, here's another one. Uh, a, a, A person's worth is based upon their possession. No, it's not. He who dies with the most toys wins. No, he doesn't. He just dies. That's all. You say, uh, here's another one. Marriage is bondage. No, it's not. That's a general statement. It really depends upon the two people, whether there's selfishness and other things there. Here's another one. To be a stay-at-home wife is, is dull. It's not glamorous. Lie. Here's another one. Sex before marriage or sex outside of marriage is okay. Is it? Who said so? I read in Hebrews 13.4, this is what God says, marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled. Do I have to spell it out for you? But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. Stop listening to the lie. Within marriage, intimacy is a beautiful thing. Outside of it, God says, I will judge. 
Here's another lie. We've redefined the family. Oh, who gave you the right to do that? Here's another one. It's okay to dress seductive. Really? Bible says something about modest apparel. Here's another one. You've got to please yourself. You ever heard that one? You've got to please yourself. No, you don't. You've got to please Him. All to be done for His glory. Here's another one. Buy now, pay later. Oh, there's a lie. <laughs> Buy now. Just get Mr. Plastic out and you can own it right now. Yeah, and then you'll get up tomorrow morning singing, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. Buy now, pay later. That's a lie. Here's another one. You'd better be politically correct. You better be on top of what the, what the, the political world is doing. You don't have to worry about what they call politically correct. Here's another one. You evolved from slime, but it took millions, of, no, 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 billions and billions of years. That's a lie. That's a lie. And we could go on and on and on. You talk about truth decay. We have a dishonest society. You're told that you're the only one that can make you happy at any cost. Well, past the bread, the baloney's already been around. That's not what it's about, okay? Look in Jeremiah chapter 16. And by the way, I was, I was out of town. I was at a motel. I was eating that continental breakfast, and I was watching... Uh, some early morning show, I think it's called The View or something like that. And there's these, this panel of gals there, and they're, they're discussing stuff on this. And I, I never heard one more unscriptural opinion after another. As I listened to this, I was going, that's a lie, that's error, that's not the truth. I mean, one thing after another that flew in the face of God. And I'm listening to these women discuss it. And, 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 and what's worse is the audience with their statements is applauding like, yeah, whoo-hoo. And, and millions at home are, 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 are watching wide-eyed and gullible like you have shown us the way. And I'm going, really? They don't get it. Don't let society tell you how to think. It's just getting worse and worse, folks. We find that truth here in Jeremiah 16 and in verse number 12. God says, and ye have done worse than your fathers. For behold, ye walk every one after the imagination of his evil heart, that they may not hearken unto me. Notice, you've done worse than your fathers. Have you noticed that? Those of you who have lived a few decades now, is it worse now than it was when you were in high school? Hmm? Or is it worse now than when you were in college? Is it, is it more lewd? Is it more smutty? Is it more risque? Is it more vulgar than it used to be? Well, look again, verse number 12. And ye have done worse than your fathers. Worse than your fathers. Behold, ye walk everyone after the imagination of his evil heart. He says that they may not hearken unto me. It's getting worse. Whatever happened to leave it to beaver? When a, when a, uh, a TV show had a principle. Whatever happened to even Lucy? I, 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 I see us living in the midst of a society where the conscience has been seared. We live in a society where, where kids don't even realize anymore dropping the F-bomb is reprobate. When did that become okay? Look in Jeremiah chapter 6. There is nothing taboo anymore. There is nothing sacred anymore. This describes the day and age in which we're living in. Notice verse 15 of Jeremiah 6. says, Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, or no. They were not at all ashamed. Neither could they blush. 
That's us. Nothing is sacred. Nothing is worth blushing over anymore. You've got teens and even preteens that are that are texting lewd pictures of themselves to each other. They call it sexting. Where is it heading? Folks, I never thought I would see it, but marriage is becoming obsolete. Most people just live together. Now they don't get married. Socialism is creeping in, and nobody's catching it. By the way, there's spiritual warfare going on all around us, but people don't get it. We live in a country now that is turning its back on Israel. Huge mistake. We live in a country where atheists now are getting special rights. Morality is, is in a free fall. It's a mess. We read in Isaiah 59:4, None calleth for justice, nor pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. Nobody's seeking the truth. Church and God have become totally irrelevant in this nation of ours. We're in a mess. We just don't see it. We just don't realize it. We have met the enemy and he is us, as somebody so well said. You know, as you look at society just before the flood, just before God destroyed it all, in Genesis 6, 5, it says, God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Does that sound familiar? As we look around, we see these days, they've made a 180 and come back. So what do we do? As Christian people, Bible says, Judgment must begin at the house of God. Folks, it, it, it starts with us. We need to get the beams out of our eyes. We need to remember that, that we're supposed to be the salt of the earth and, and the light to the unsaved. And this world needs our Creator's truth. We have a responsibility. You say, well, but pastor, <laughs> we're so grossly outnumbered. I know. But in Romans 3, 4, it says, Let God be true, but every man a liar. Let God be true, but every man a liar. Where is truth? Is it in defective self? No. How about dishonest society? Uh -uh. Thirdly, let's take a look at deceptive Satan. He is subtle. He is sneaky. He is, he is sly. The Bible calls him a roaring lion. And Jesus in John 8 called him the father of what? Lies. Lies. Look back in Proverbs chapter 15, if you would. <clears throat> the devil lies. Consider some of his lies, if you would. Here's one. The first one is, well, nobody will know about it. Nobody will know if you do it. Is that true? Well, let's look in Proverbs 15, verse 3. says, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Yeah, somebody's going to know. In fact, the Bible says it's all going to be manifested. That which was done in the dark, that which was done in secret, that which was done in the closet, one day is going to be proclaimed from the rooftops. It's all going to be manifested. It's going to come out in the wash, as they say. And so it's not going to be any secret one day. But you say, nobody will know. That's a devil's line. Secondly, well, one time's not going to hurt, won't it? One time turns to two times, which turns to three times, which turns into a habit, which turns into shame. One time won't hurt. Was that true with David and Bathsheba? No, it hurt plenty. 
Was that true with Eve? No. One time was all it took. Here's the third lie of the devil. You can repent later. You can just keep on doing it. Just wait until later to, uh, to get right with God. Well, Hebrews 3.15 says, Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your heart. The devil says later, and folks, the obituary page of newspapers across this country every day are full of people who waited too late. Just wait until later. Here's another lie. The fourth lie is you deserve it. Go ahead and do it. You deserve it. That's what Eve heard. That's what she believed. And a host of sins followed that. You know, I don't want to tell you what we deserve. I think you know, all right? What we need is grace, and what we need is mercy, but it's a lie to say, do it because you deserve it. It's a devil's lie. Here's another one. Well, others are doing worse. Others are doing worse than that. Well, let me give you a few thoughts here. First of all, the road to hell is broad and wide, and you don't want to be following others. Secondly, chances are you're more accountable. You know better, and God holds you to that standard. You know the truth. So don't say others are doing worse. Thirdly, others are not the barometer. They never have been. They never will be. I'll tell you in a moment what the barometer is. But finally, the soul that sinneth, it shall surely die. Don't compare yourself to somebody else. The Bible says that's not wise. In fact, you can say, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. Well, just living a Godless life, a life without God is wrong. Number six, you say, well, it doesn't bother my conscience. That's a devil's lie. By the way, that's sad. That's scary. If you get to where it doesn't bother your conscience anymore, your heart's getting harder, I would get concerned. Number seven, here's a lie, but it's acceptable in these days. So? Well, it's acceptable now. I've already covered how pitiful that is, how, how pathetic society really is. We're not really concerned about what's acceptable to them. You say, well, it's, it's time to get with the times. Are you kidding? Really? We've talked about the times. I don't think you want to get with the times. God is not going to change to accommodate the times. We've already covered that. He's immutable. He doesn't change. The world is changing, no question about that. But trying to accommodate the world and get with the times is swallowing one of Satan's lies. In James 4, 7, it says, Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit yourself to God. Obey his truth. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So, where's truth? Is it in defective self or dishonest society or deceptive Satan? No. Where is truth? It is in dependable sovereignty. God. He is definite. He is dead on. He is dependable. We read this in Psalm 33, 4. For the word of the Lord is right, and all His works are done in truth. All His works, not some, not many, not most, all His works are done in truth, and the word of the Lord is right. We have a hint in that verse where we find truth. In fact, turn, if you would, to the Gospel of John and the 17th chapter. Where is truth? Let's answer Pilate's question. What is truth? Well, truth is found in the Bible. 
In fact, that's the source of truth. It is eternal. It is powerful. It is what exalts God's name. And in John 17, we find Jesus Christ praying his his high priestly prayer before he goes to the cross. He's talking to the Father, and he says in verse 17 of his disciples, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Thy word is truth. Where's the truth? It's in the Bible. It's the Word of God. We live in a world that is swallowing lies because it doesn't know God. It doesn't know His Word. doesn't know His Spirit. In fact, turn back to John chapter 14. Jesus Christ had some more to say about truth back here in John chapter 14 and the Spirit of God. In verse number 17, He mentions even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. In other words, they don't get it. Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. He says, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And now he is. If you're a born-again Christian, the Spirit of God dwells within you. And notice he called him here the Spirit of what? The Spirit of truth. Flip across the page to chapter 15. And notice with me, if you would, verse 26. Jesus says, but when the Comforter, that's the Holy Spirit, but when the Comforter is come whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. Notice he's called here the Spirit of truth. Oh, how we need it in this world today. The Spirit of truth. In verse 13 of chapter 16, notice across the page, chapter 16 and verse 13, Jesus says, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Notice, he will guide you into all truth. Folks, are we believing the truth? Are we really believing the truth? Are you believing the truth about salvation? In other words, how to get to heaven when you die. Flip back to chapter 14, if you would. I mean, you can make a ton of money in this life and be a huge success be popular and have titles and degrees behind your name. But if you miss heaven when you die, you've blown it. What is the truth about getting to heaven? Well, here in John 14 and verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You say, whoa, wait a minute. What about Buddha? What about Muhammad? What about Confucius? And what about the baptistry? And, and what about the one true church? And what about... No, no. No man cometh unto the Father, he says, but by me. And uh, you say, Pastor, that's not politically correct. I know. But I didn't say it. Jesus said it. He said before he said it, I'm the truth. This is the truth. There's no other way to God. There's no other way to heaven. But in, through, and by the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you trusted Him as your Lord and Savior? Have you had a time in your life when you realized your good works wouldn't get you to heaven, your baptism wouldn't get you to heaven, communion and uh, church and all that stuff wouldn't get you to heaven? And you realize that if you could work your way to heaven, why did Jesus Christ bother to come down to this earth and, 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 and be tortured on that, that cruel cross and, and shed blood for our sins if you could earn it? You can't. There is no way to earn your way to heaven. That is a lie. You know, salvation is so simple, and yet it's been distorted by religion today. In fact, Paul told some churches in Galatia, he said, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that ye should not 
obey the truth. You know what they were doing? They were adding stuff under the simplicity of salvation. And he said, oh, you foolish Galatians, who bewitched you, who deceived you that you should not obey the truth? The truth about getting to heaven is that it's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to God's mercy that he saves us. You're saved by grace through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, and it's not of works, lest any man should boast. Have you had a time in your life when you saw yourself a sinner, were sorry for your sin, you had a change of mind about your sin, it's called repentance, you changed your attitude about your sin, you turned to the Savior, you put all your trust and your faith in what He did on the cross to save you, and you called upon Him in a simple sinner's prayer and asked Him to save you, and you were born again. The Bible way, I often add. That's the truth about getting to heaven. Sadly, we find in Matthew 7, Christ said, most people are going to miss it. Most people are on that broad road. Most people are believing in a man-made lie. We read this in 2 Thessalonians 2. It mentions all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. So many perishing because they didn't embrace the truth that they might be saved. There's a lot of false religion out there, folks. The devil doesn't play fair. I I wish I could tell you everything was beautiful like they sing, but there's a lot of false doctrine out there. Have you been truly born again? Do you love the truth? May I say this? When you're truly born again, you don't stiffen up at the truth. You gravitate to the truth. We read in John 18, 37, Jesus said, For this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth, and everyone that is of the truth, notice, heareth my voice. Do you gravitate to the truth? Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. They say, There's the truth. That rings true. I'm following that. Are you following that? We live in a world of eroding truth. We live in a world of truth decay. But Psalm 146 mentions in verse 6 that God which made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that therein is, notice, which keepeth truth forever. Isn't that good to know? In a world of moral decay, of truth decay, of of erosion when it comes to truth, I have a challenge for all of us in the 21st century here. Psalm 8611, the psalmist said, Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. As God's people, let's band together and determine, all right, I know what the world is doing. Who cares? It won't matter one day. When we're out in eternity a few decades from now, we won't care what the world had to offer. I will walk in thy truth. Are you and I walking in God's truth? You know what the Bible says? I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Amen. I I can't think of any greater joy than that. You won't find the truth in defective self. You won't find the truth in dishonest society. You won't find the truth in deceptive Satan. Where Where will you find truth? In dependable sovereignty. What is God like? Well, God is truth. You've been listening to Pastor Tony Skeving of the Fargo Baptist Church in Fargo, North Dakota. 
If you would like a CD of today's message, you can obtain one by sending a gift of $2 to Fargo Baptist Church, 3303 23rd Avenue South, Fargo, North Dakota, 58103. That address again, Fargo Baptist Church, 3303 23rd Avenue South, Fargo, North Dakota, 58103. We hope you'll join Pastor Skeving next time right here on Pulpit Power. Pulpit Power is a production of Heaven 88.7.